0: England have found a way back into the series by steamrolling India at Headingley. Indian fans will be hoping it is not a repeat of the 2014 series and India can still fight their way back and win the series from here. Welcome to another episode of the Block podcast. As always with me is my co-host Shabell from Sydney, who is unfortunately also an Arsenal
1: fan. How are you, Shabell? You know what time it is here in Sydney, Nash? What? It's what- eight? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: that's that's why you perfectly scheduled this podcast. That's episode, why I scheduled I it at this time, didn't I? Yep. That's why I scheduled
1: yep. it. So I yep. That joke
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I I did not understand why you said seven fifty Sydney time. Now 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 it all makes sense. Yeah,
1: it makes sense, doesn't it? Now it all makes sense. Uh look, congratulations but, to both of us. Yeah. A tough weekend for us, sporting wise. Absolutely. Arsenal for me, um, but Happens. thankfully this is not an Arsenal podcast, so we can talk yep. cricket. <laughs> talk about England's defeat, uh, sorry, England's win, India's defeat in the in the third test. Um, and we'll touch on Ireland, Zimbabwe as well. And then um, and, and the CPL that's happening too. Uh, and the cricket that's to come a little bit there, but let's get straight into it. Um, oh, very hard to come back at a test, match, isn't it? After you have a first day like that.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it was, all hope was lost after that, after India got bowled out for 78. I mean, even if, even if by some miracle they would have staged a comeback i think they needed at least 500 runs on the board to make mm. some sort of impression in the second innings which um, given this indian batting lineup is so uh, weak at the moment is so brittle at the moment i think i think that wasn't possible there was still hope um, you, you know you always you always hope as as a fan mm. but that's the thing yeah. hope hope is a remember your whatsapp uh, your
1: whatsapp messages over the weekend yeah, leave. it's still a chance we could still do it, but after day two, like there was just so much time left in the game, and the deficit was just too Absolutely. big in the end.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it's it, it. always my mind always goes back to that um, scene from Shawshank Redemption where Morgan Freeman yeah. says, "Hope is a dangerous thing." Yes, um, oh, yeah. I completely, <laughs> so, I completely get that. Yeah, yeah, it always is a dangerous thing. But um yeah, I mean, as you said, as you rightly put, it was all lost on the first session itself, and. Um, kudos and all credit to England the way they fought back after that after that Lord's defeat I mean James Anderson was right on the money from the get-go from the first over itself and um, losing losing K. Rowell in the first over was a big uh, big setback he has been the only batsman along with Rohit Sharma who has sort of shown any sort of um, uh, resilience any sort of you know um fight to the to the english bowlers mm. but yeah losing him on 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 a duck was you know it was
1: really heartbreaking yep that sort of started the procession didn't it and to paint a picture we've got the top run scorers in the series so far joe all the way ahead on 507 we'll touch on him just remarkable run of form but then it's the two india openers who are the, the next two uh yeah. highest run scorers Interestingly, followed by Pujara there. But I felt, um, you know, after the first day, um, you know, it was kind of the guys from um, Cricket Daily to invite me on again after the first days playing. And I was saying that I felt the first day at Lords was more tricky in terms of the conditions compared to the first day at Henningley. It was overcast at Lords, it was gloomy, um, and the pitch was seeming and swinging. Uh, probably, probably even more at Lords than mm. it felt. Um, yeah. Still doing a bit at Headingley, but nothing that the Indian batsmen haven't faced yet in the series. But just don't think there was that application, that application, um, and that solidity outside off stump uh, that, that we've seen that, that served India quite well throughout the series so far. Um, is that what you felt? There's some really good bowling there, but some of the dismissals—maybe out of the first five or six wickets—it's probably Pujara was the one that got a really great delivery. Yeah, um, yeah, but the others got out to very avoidable dismissals. Absolutely, I mean, um, it was such shit shots.
0: Like, there's not no way, mm. you know, no way around it. Like, even Rohit Sharma, who has been um, the you can say the informed batsman for India, who has watched the ball really carefully, who has done the hard yards along with K. Rahul, I think even for him to get out on that, on the pull yeah. shot, you know, just chipping it to mid on, I think. um. Then even yeah. Rahane with that outside off again. Then again, Virat Kohli with that outside off care Raoul going for a big drive in the first tour itself. I mean, you've done all the hard work in the first two tests. Why go for that big drive? You know, mm-hmm. yes, yes, you have to put the bad balls away. I agree, but you have to pick your battles. You have to pick your moments when it, it doesn't matter even if you miss a couple of balls in the first hour of the of the test match, you still have a long, long way to go in the test match. So, and again, it you know, you can't expect the lower order to do the job again and yeah. again with Jadeja and Pant or even, even the ballers who, you know, who did the job at Lord's, but obviously you can't expect them to do it again and again. So the test match was already lost in the first innings. There was some hope, you could say, if... Um, India would have restricted England um, mm. under 250 or 200, but when you sort of have set only 70 on the board, it gives the uh, opposition batsmen just the free will to go and play their shots because um, even if you get out, you have batters like Joe Root who are informed who can you know stabilize the innings. So that's that's what made R- Rory Burns and Hasib Ami just take the pr- pressure off they and just very played. confident exactly they? And, India and I mean when they came who, up in who wouldn't look confident if you only have mm. 78 on the board like um after that India, and India looked completely shell-shocked
1: a lot of short white stuff lots Absolutely. of loose stuff it know. was
0: Ishan Sharma pre-2014 yeah. I would say 2015.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah it was very loose and uh if, you know when they say you can lose a test match in a session that was exactly what it was yeah it was almost impossible for India to come back from that day. And then day two, England go ahead and, and score, you know, get their total up above 400. Um, you know, we'll touch on England as well and their great performance, but I want to touch as well on India's three, four, and five. There were runs for Pujar in the second innings again. Coley got a 50, but it was always on edge, I felt. It yeah. was always like, oh, there's probably his wickets just around the corner here. Um it was not it's not the vintage virat let's just say that he didn't he did bat Well, don't get me wrong yeah
0: yeah yeah absolutely he did, i mean it it
1: wasn't vintage virat
0: no nah, absolutely i mean anything short of 100 isn't vintage virat to be honest um because we have been
1: it's also 2000... the authority in which he leaves yeah, the ball that's right. defends the ball it's not easy right. it's a very good attack that they got at the moment but he was um, at least leaving the ball
0: a lot better in the second innings but then again he got out on to that th- on the third evening. Ball. He was leaving yeah. the
1: ball quite well. Maybe yeah. the fourth morning, I felt he was probably a little bit more edgy outside. of have wanted to feel bad on ball.
0: Yeah, I and that,
1: and yeah.
0: and that's the kind of player Birat Kohli is. I mean, yeah, he, yeah, he loves bad on ball. We, we see
1: ball.
0: exactly. We see all these, you know, comments on Twitter and social media that what is he doing? Can he not just leave the ball? I mean, it it, it gets hard on TV. We we see it very. It's, it's actually very really easy. difficult it's actually really difficult and that's what the angles create on on the you know uh, in cricket is why angles are so important is just reading a couple of comments on twitter the other day that um, it's so hard to gauge where the ball is coming from because the same ball the let's say the outgoing ball delivered from the um, wide of the crease Mm. is going to end up with with different angle than, you know, delivered from center exactly. of the crease or the stump, you know, close to the stumps because the wide of the crease ball first has to come into the stumps and then go away. Whereas. It'll play,
1: you, you'll be committed to play. Exactly. exactly. And, and especially the one where England, you have that ability to bring the ball in uh, as a variation. They do that. So all the the scrambled scene, the three quarter seam delivery. Absolutely. And then you get, you get to think, okay, is it going to come into me? Is it going to come into me? Then it goes away. So that, I think that's why, your concentration in england i felt in this test match particularly with the indian batsmen particularly in england conditions you are you, never fully in because the ball is yeah. always moving around the Duke's ball yeah. in those conditions it's always moving you have to concentrate even harder absolutely because you know really watch that seam really watch how it's coming out of there. and if you miss even by a millisecond or if you miss by an inch and you're not quite on not not quite on it you're going to Gonna pay the price in
0: England. Absolutely, absolutely. You're
1: finding at the moment,
0: and <laughs> and rightly so. And you know, not not taking not taking a, a dig at Australia, but Australia have also experienced that in the past few Ashes tours to England, that yeah, it's so hard yeah. to stay in. Even if you get in, you know, you still have to keep concentrating. And the only batsman who has done it is pretty much um, Steve Smith. And um, yeah. you, you know, even someone like David Warner struggled and has been struggling in england for the past few years so there's no there's no as you rightly put that you can't if once you're in you're not really in you have to still keep concentrating really hard yeah. you're not going to get especially with someone like james anderson at the other end you're not going to get a lot of freebies oh, he's I mean. incredible yeah we his, talk about his economy yeah, was 0.
1: 0.75 we talk about how brilliant steve smith was in the 2019 and absolutely he was but but England didn't have that brilliant James Anderson in that side because he got injured in the first test. Um, before we touch on Anderson in more detail, Robinson and England's attack and England's performance, what would you do about India's middle order? Because there's just too many wickets falling too quickly. Absolutely. You know, we felt on day three trailing by what was it? 139 at stumps with seven wickets in hand. There's, there's the, the hope for India fans in the sense that if Kohli and Pujara get a really good start and get a good partnership and eat away at that deficit, and India may be getting to the lead maybe four or five down at the most and they can put them under pressure. But then one wicket falls and the rest tumble. Yeah. What do you guys do about Rahane, for example? Now, Is there I, a difficult decision
0: to be I made? I think there absolutely is, Shabu. I think uh, um, I've said it even before this test match. Even uh, yeah. I said it during the second test match after the first innings that... Um, I absolutely love Ajinkya Rahane as a, as a, as a player, as an athlete, as a cricketer, but I think he's not doing the job anymore. Um, he has been really inconsistent over the last few years, except that 100 at Melbourne. And, um, you know, he's just not doing the number five job anymore. And obviously I wouldn't say there are better options, but there are options, um, already there with, for example, there's, um, uh, Hanuma Vihari, who's is, who's is with the touring party, so he can slot in. One thing I would like to say is I don't want to see um, Surya Kumar Yadav make his debut in England because, as someone who has seen him, who has played with him, he does he can sometimes struggle against the moving ball, and with especially with his footwork. So and you know people who say footwork is overrated, it's not in England. You need proper footwork. You need proper technique. Uh, in to England, just a wide, exactly, the ball. exactly, true. Mm. exactly, and that's why uh, you know even even if you don't need don't you you're not close to the ball you ha- you have to have tremendous hand eye coordination. That's why someone like Steve Smith can be successful in England. You hit know, head position. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So that's where it's so important to be uh, to have the basics right. Mm. And I would, I would much rather prefer Hanuma Vihari because he has done nothing wrong. I mean, he hasn't done a lot wrong. He hasn't had that, those many chances as some of the other batters. So I would rather slot in Hanuma Vihari instead of Ajinkya Rahane and then keep, obviously I, I want Ashwin to play now um, instead of one, one of the, instead of one of the fast If he's not fit, if he's not fit, then I think I'll, much rather prefer having Shadur Thakur as well because he he will give that batting option as well because um, if yeah. Ashwin uh, Ashwin comes in, I think Virat Kohli has already said that they need to rest one of the bowlers and I think I'm guessing it, it it's going to be either Ishan Sharma or Muhammad Shami um, because I think Bumrah is really important in in the English conditions and he has shown yeah. that he, he yeah, yeah. you know he can survive and. Um, for for all we know, they can rest him in in the New Zealand um, series after after this. So uh, it's really important that one of the fast bowlers gets a rest, and I'm hoping it's going to be either Mohammed Shami or Ishan Sharma because Ishan Sharma did not, even though he did, it, it was only a one off. Ishan Sharma, I think, looked tired and did not look um, on top of his mark. So. Yeah, that, that would be my changes where Ashwin would come in and then probably mm-hmm. Hanuma Vihari and Shardul Thakur as well if uh, someone like Jadeja is not
1: fit. Yeah, despite the amazing batting effort at Lords by Shami and Boomer, you just feel you do need that extra batting cover um, lower down the order given the yeah. middle order worries. Um, it's just uh, India have got to weigh up the risk here. Do we... Persist with Rahane at five, or do we bring Gavarin or even Agava? Make Agava in at five, um, and say which is the bigger risk, you know, or which is the more likely to bring us some success in that position because it's been tough for Rahane. Um,
0: yep, I mean it, anyone you pick is
1: really it's
0: it, it's it's
1: you know that it's, that's the, you're it, take, it's you're catch... taking a chance. You take you're taking a chance either way. Exactly, exactly. Like it was big onus for... on Kohli to to make play a beginning seed because India don't want to repeat of 2014.
0: Oh absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean if it goes that, that way, it's, disappointment. It's yeah. going to be a massive disappointment for the Indian fans. And mm. definitely swords will be out for the for the Indian team, like for everyone. Because Time and again, we have heard that this is the best chance for Indian team to win a series in so-and-so country. This is the best chance, but time and again, they keep on losing. Same thing happened with South Africa a couple of years ago. Same thing happened with England in 2018 as well, where they just, it it was all Sam Curran show and Mm. um, they again came back having lost the series 2-1, so you know it's this is the, this is this is truly the only chance in india will have um of beating england in england after after 2007 really so mm. they need they really really need to capitalize that middle order really needs to score runs and if let's let's be honest if that middle order scores runs i think indian bowlers will do the job i'm 100% confident that indian bowlers will do the job you would not have heard you know it i would not have said that few years ago but right now i completely believe in this indian bowling lineup anyone who comes in is going to do the job and because we have seen them do the job previously so um yeah that that's what i believe like the middle order needs to get the runs now now is the perfect time for
1: kohli to score yeah. that 71st century i reckon uh, a fit and hungry ashwin could be a real asset for india in the last two test matches yep He's going to be raring to go if he gets the chance and his battle with, with Joe Root could potentially with, be a beauty. With two left-handers as well. With in two England left-handers top there as well and his battle against Joe Root because actually, you know, we can't discount his ability against the right-handers as well. We all know how good he's against the left-handers, but the yeah. right-handers too. Um, so yeah, there's questions to answer for India in terms of their combinations, lower order batting, middle-order batting. I'm fascinated to see what happens in this fourth test because like you, Especially for me, with Ben Stokes at the start of the series, I, you know, I was I was on the fence at the start of the series. I think it could be something like a two-two, but when Stokes was ruled out, well, not ruled out, but it took the um, mental health break and he was unavailable. I thought it just the momentum or the, the the favoritism for me shifted to India's favor because England were missing that key cog in that lineup. Yeah. Took a one-nil lead in brilliant fashion at Lords. They had all the momentum, but I think like Australia in the Border Gavaskar Trophy we let the opposition back through some very poor batting. So yep. it was the poor batting at Melbourne that really cost Australia, got India back into the series after the Adelaide debacle. And now India led England back in the series with some with some poor batting at Headingley to let England back in the series. So we we talk about India's, you know, fighting uh, qualities, and they've certainly got those. And it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back after such a defeat. Um, that's going to be fascinating to see. It's a quick turnaround. Uh, Thursday the match starts and yeah, can't wait. Um from England, perfect test match. It could not have gone yeah. any better for them. Yeah. Wickets for the bowlers, um, maybe so a few scars for the uh, Indian batsmen as well. Um runs Joe for Root the runs form. for the top four. After runs for the top four, of course. Joe Root as always, David Milan making an impact straight away. It's just perfect. Um James Anderson just doesn't stop. That guy could just keep going. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean it was it's just remarkable control and he's got 400 wickets in England now, you know, an average of 24. Any bowler would be happier uh with that as a career, let alone in one country. Yeah,
0: yeah, remarkable. absolutely. Absolutely. And it's um yeah, it, it's it's just baffling how he keeps doing it it's just unbelievable how he just turns up in each test mm. match and just keeps pulling that line and length with that swing and um it, it's
1: absolutely brilliant it's just the, con- the control the control he's always asking a question of the batsman yeah and that's absolutely. that's a sign of a great bowler it's i'm not going to let you off the hook here i'm going to ask a question of you every delivery even when i'm trying to set you up i'm still going to ask questions yeah you know, Every delivery I feel with James Anderson's got a purpose to it. Yeah. Whether it's to get the batsman out on that particular delivery or to set the batsman up. Yeah. So, you know, with Coley, he brings a couple into him, then takes one away. Yeah. Or keeps persisting to Coley, swinging away outside of some testing his patience, testing his patience. Yeah. Throwing that fuller one there. So it's Mm -hmm. just brilliant. And the reason it works
0: so well with James Anderson is because he has that um, support from the other end. And that's why he can do what he does, because it, whether it be Jofre Archer or, you know, Stuart Broad or Mark Wood or even Ollie Robinson right now with, or, or Craig Overton, I think, in especially in the first innings, they kept the runs in check from the other end so that, that James James Anderson can do his job from the from his end. That's a good point. So, so, because imagine if, you know, Ollie Robinson or Craig Overton would have leaked runs, that would have... You know, help the batsman's confidence, and
1: then um, all you have to do is just see at Anderson and score at the exactly, other end. Yeah, very absolutely, true, very absolutely. True. And they were not bowling getting runs.
0: They were not getting runs from any end, and that's what
1: caused the batsman to panic yeah. and you know play rough shots. That's very true because we talk about batting partnerships, but bowling partnerships are equally important, aren't? They? Absolutely, important. and that's probably where England suffered a little bit at uh, Lords. It was they had. Um, you know, Anderson and Robinson leading the way, but then it was like Mark Wood in the first innings and Sam can't really let the pressure pressure slip there and and let India get away. Um, So I completely agree with you there. Anderson has been superb but the support that he gets from the other end. Ollie Robinson, a judged man of the match. Superb start for him in test cricket. He's bowling beautifully in those conditions. Like Anderson, um, he has some wonderful control. Yep. Yep, he...
0: It's it's really it's really good to see Ollie Robinson do the job for yeah, him. Yeah, happy but for I think, him.
1: Happy for him that he's back. Yeah.
0: Um, but it's it, it it obviously we you know the jury is still out whether he can do the job in all conditions. To be honest. Yeah, of
1: course. Yeah, yeah. Early days for him in terms of you know performing well at home. Yeah. Um, I think he's got the ability. He's got the smarts to set up the batsman with moving the ball either way. Um, yeah. terrific control on his length. But yeah, look. That's another story. I mean, does he have the pace um, to do well in Australia? I don't know. But for now in England, he utilises the conditions perfectly. And in those conditions, you've got to ask uh, questions of the batsman all the time and keep the pressure on, which he does beautifully. Um, Joe Root, how do you stop him? You don't. You just stop. What do you do now? Say he walks into bat next game at the Oval um i think you just take you just take wickets from the other end that's the only way you can stop it like you you just say let's say joe root walks in and David milan is not out 50 for example joe roots walking in um what are you discussing between you know between now and then the fourth test is in the indian camp what are the sort of plans you might uh look at implementing look at executing to try and get this guy out
0: well to be fair i think I, I, I would also say that the Indian bowlers have not bowled as well as they would have liked to do. I mean, mm. you know, he, he scored runs at a very fast rate, at a strike rate that's, of 73. Yeah. So that's that's very fast compared to other batters in the test series. So you know, they they tend to give him some loose balls early on as well. And he he cash he does cash in on those. So just you have to keep him in check. They have been a tad too short at times uh, up is what I mm. believe personally, because um, as we have seen in England, you know, the length is so important and uh, unless it's too full, they're either too full or too short. So um, they haven't really cashed in on that, on that, just nagging length, where, which is in the, you know, corridor of uncertainty for the batsman, where, you know, mm the batsman has to think gets double-minded whether play or leave or, you know, play back foot or front foot. So um, they have the ballers haven't done that, especially in this series. So, um, and I, to be honest, I think this was from a, from a India's bowling point of view, I think this was a, truly a one-off uh, because, you know, time and again, we have seen what the, what the Indian ballers can do. And I, I don't even remember the last time they conceded more than 400 runs, to be honest um sorry, it was in it was in the Indian England series, but you know it's it's so rare in in recent times yeah. that that you know this Indian bowling lineup concedes more than 400 runs so um because there's always one bowler who is on top of his game and just keeps coming at you and you know does the job take takes the breakthrough and mm-hmm. you know that enables the other bowlers. but sorry, coming back to England and Joe Root, I think um this is probably Joe Root's. He's in form of his life. He's at yeah. his peak right now. And, he, and you know, as, as I've commented a lot of times, it's every player has these highs and lows. Come 2024, we might see Joe Ruth struggling for runs. But right now, he's in the form of his life and he's making it count. So he's already, what, 1,200 runs, 1,300 runs for the year. So um, he looks set to break Mohamed Issa's record of 1,700 runs in a calendar year. I think he's easily going to do it. Um, unless you jinx him, which I hope you do. So, um, but yeah, he still has five tests to go and, you know, 500 yeah, runs in that in those five tests. It's all, you know, the record's broken. You can do that,
1: definitely. Again,
0: yeah. but for England, again, the uh, worry would be the lower order and the lower middle order from Johnny Best to and below because, mm. um, again, well, no we have, Butler now. Yeah, no Butler now, uh, which uh, Sam uh, Billings uh, comes uh, in. Uh,
1: Sam Billings comes in, but in better Chris news as well, Wokes. Chris Wokes is back. Yep. That's a big one. That's a but, big addition. And I think Sam Burns will too. make way for him. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, so, you know, mate, there's the addition of Wokes from a bowling perspective and a batting perspective, all around uh, threat there. That's going to be something for India to overcome as well. So all of a sudden, you look at England with a bit of confidence again, getting Wokes back, one all in the series, and um, they won well at the Oval in two thousand and eighteen against India. Yep. So this is this is going to be a tough test for India to come back and and, and take the I lead think back Mark, in the series. That's Mark be Wood good. is coming back as
0: well. I think, um, is what I've read. You're going to come back into the eleven? Oh, uh, not into the eleven. I don't think so because I think they'll stick with Craig Overton for now. Um, he scored the runs. He's taken well, the would wickets, you look so. at
1: playing a spinner? In uh, at the oval, because like say, like a Jack Leach, because it is a uh, pretty sunny earth uh, for most of the test match from the looks of things, and uh, something to think about, something but, to think about.
0: And that's the thing, because it's the fastballers that have troubled the Indian batters really till now. Probably don't need us, don't need us, uh, yeah, and, exactly, well exactly. Enough, and and with, you know, with even someone like Chris Walks coming back in. You, you really have enough bowling power to you know oh, you know to get the Indian batters out. So I, I'm yeah. really hoping Indian batters have learned their mis- you know um, their lesson and yeah. learn from their mistakes and do
1: the job in the at one the of those one of those players who has to learn from his mistakes. A player who scored a century at the Oval in 2018. That's Rishabh Pant. I've yep. been very disappointed with him. Just because we know how good he is and yeah, how capable he is, but he's even very loose. Yeah, very loose. And um, you know, I think the commentators hit the nail on the head on the final day when he came into bat and he um, sort of charged down second or third delivery, um, and they said, "Look, there's nothing wrong with saying you know, um, you know, this is the way I play, but there's always a time and time and place for it, and you've got to play according to the situation." I really like that. Um, that sort of advice you're got to play according to the situation, you know, and, and I Shane think- Warne put it perfectly. He said that if you say, Oh, that's the way I play. That's why I got out. It's a bit of a cop out. Yep.
0: Yeah. And I think that, that will come with time for rishabh I mean, mm. yes, you could argue he's, he's played three years of test cricket now, but uh, he's still, he's still young in his test match career. So, you know, but you, you will, you always keep learning. You always keep making mistakes and you learn from those mistakes. And I think he will be a better player after this tour and even even in the fourth test as well
1: yeah so he's going to be key and um, I'm fascinated by this this is a nice little story to this series now um, yep. you know if you had to pick you know are you worried that it could be a you know 3-1 like 2014 there's the worry there um, yeah there I, is I do believe this India side is, is better than the 2014 one but you know we talk about you know, people talk about the potential of this India side to be a great one a series like this is one you
0: should win absolutely you and answer. you're bang on the money i think if in if this indian side has to really dominate world cricket in uh, especially test match cricket, i think this is the tour they can stamp their authority on um, yes we have had a poor test match but all great happens. sides yeah it happens it happens. Yep. Uh, happens once in a while all great test sides have had those poor test matches even even the 2001 Australian side got bowled out for like 64, chasing 100 in, in India. And, um, you know, it's it happens, it, you know, once in a while. Which one was this? 2004? Sorry, 2004, not 2001. Um, I think it was... Oh, at,
1: yeah, bowled out for 93. Yeah, it was at Mumbai. Yep. Mumbai, yeah, that Turner. Yep. That was a beauty. Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, you know, every every test side has gone through this. and But it's how they come back. Isn't it how they make the comeback? And I think um, Virat Kohli always says the right stuff, but now it's time for him to, you know, put it, you know, put it in in um, big in, test match for in reality, and it, it is a big test match for him. But again, having said that, I think um, what the key is, and what I've learned about especially about Virat Kohli as as captain is, he takes he does take all the criticism upon him um Mm, if he if you you know anyone that be social media be the journalist whoever it is he will he will never blame his team and he'll never blame his players which i think he might do it behind closed doors but when it comes to the public eye i think he'll never say oh we lost because of him we lost because of this um he'll always say that you know it's it's you know we we it's always we and it's always no i or this him or you know whatever but he always takes the blame on on himself and you want that from your leader doesn't it don't, don't you like
1: of course you want course. your leader. To,
0: yeah exactly to be responsible to be responsible and to take the responsibility of the team of any failures and he does that so i don't see anything
1: wrong in that mm-hmm. absolutely and yeah that accountability is very important in a leader. And, um, you know, it's a massive game for Kohli coming up. Look forward to it. Um, see what happens. Uh, the The fourth test, will he, if India win the toss again? Remarkably. Do they do they uh, bat again? That's going to be the big question, depending on conditions, depending on their mindset, how quickly they can put that third test behind them.
0: Who knew Indian fans didn't want Kohli to win the toss? Like... Yep. Um, I don't want him to win
1: the toss, let's be honest. That's it. You don't want him to win the toss anymore. He doesn't want to win it again. Let England do what they want. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we really look forward to that um, that test match. And I can't wait for it. Cannot wait for it. Sit down 8 p.m. Sydney time and just watch the test cricket. It's the best. Um, More cricket on um, now. Ireland and Zimbabwe. Ireland yesterday picking up a series leveling win. And more importantly for them, Kevin O'Brien got mm. some runs. He scored his first 50 in T20 International since 2019. So it's been a terrible run of form for him. Um, but he was in the runs yesterday and such an important win for Ireland because they had lost 3-0 to South Africa. They failed to chase down 118 in the first I match see. against Zimbabwe. And then they won the second, they won the second match. Now, the reason why I say it's so important for Ireland to build confidence is because I look at those groups in the World Cup. Sri Lanka, Netherlands, Ireland, and Namibia. That is a tough yep. Absolutely. group. That is if Ireland think if Ireland think they're going to qualify for that because they've got more experience than the other two teams in terms of Netherlands and Namibia, they're going to be in for a shot because yep. the Netherlands will look at the experience that they've got. Yep. You know, with a couple of their players. Uh, in particular, and also with Namibia, they've got a lot of six hitters in their side. They mm. can cause a surprise or two. So, yep. um, oh, so they need to build confidence, and they've got only these three upcoming T20s against Zimbabwe to continue to find confidence and find some continuity in their T20 team. Um, do you feel the same way, Nash? Absolutely. If I mean, are, that would yeah.
0: be probably the group of death in the in the it early is. stages. In the, yeah, in the early stages of the tournament, I think. Um, Ireland might be in for a rude awakening as well at some stage because if they if they can't they have the experience as you said but their players are not clicking and performing at the same time because you know Paul Sterling has been a real uh, revelation in the T20 and the and short form of the game in the last few years yeah. and um, someone like Kevin O'Brien who has done the job before we all know how destructive he can be. And then you've hmm. got players, even players like um, Andy Balbirnie,
1: and, you know, He'll all these okay. players. Exactly. He, and even George, George Dockrell. There's George a batting all-rounder now, doing exactly. well. And someone like Harry Tector as well has got potential. So have got a talent there, I think, to, to do well in that group, but they've got to be on their game because that's and tough
0: I, I think I'll, I'll quickly remind our listeners of the chat we had with Daniel Beswick from Emerging Cricket who said that um, in the next few years, Namibia is really going to be the force to look out for. I like, I, like them. I like them. Um and and that's that's so true because the way they are going in their domestic structure and their the whole um where their cricket is leading them, I think they yeah. are really going to be you know a force to reckon with in, in the next few years. So and and this T20 World Cup, this could be their um, stage to show the world that they have improved and you know what they can do. Um, and beating sides like probably Netherlands or some, someone like Sri Lanka or even
1: Ireland could, you know, could put them on the map. Absolutely. And you look at back at 2019 um, World Cup qualifiers in, in the UAE, it was Namibian players who were the leading six hitters. Yep. Um, they were the leading six. They can hit the ball a long way. That's what they based their game on. Um You know, Merwe Gerhard Erasmus um, from from Namibia, fantastic player. Their highest ever run scorer in T20 international cricket. He strikes at 141 in T20 Mm. cricket. Yeah. Um, JJ Smith hit 14 sixes in that uh, 2019 tournament. Erasmus hit 11. And they were the leaders um, uh, in that regard. They've got JP Kotze as well, who can hit a long ball. So... Yeah, as I, as I was saying, Ireland got to be on their game because Namibia, you look on paper, they're the least experienced in that group, but even they can cause a, a real headache or two for the teams in, in that. So I'm really looking forward to that group. And and Ireland got to be thinking we need to get our game together, especially in this yep. series against Zimbabwe, get some confidence yep. going, get some consistency going. Because imagine if they go into this World Cup on the back of a series loss um, to Zimbabwe at home. Mm. to a team that's not even in the World Cup. It could be quite devastating to your confidence if that happens. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I think
1: from here, they've got to look at, let's aim for 4-1. It's 1-1 at the moment. Let's aim for 4-1 at home and really build some confidence. More T20 going on at the moment, the CPL. Um, One team I've been thoroughly impressed with uh, so far is the team who finished last in 2020, and that's St Kitts. Um. They bought well this season, particularly Dwayne Bravo. And That's a big Shefane, buy. Massive. And Shafane Rutherford, he has been the bigger buy. He's scored two half centuries in his first three games. And he's dominating in that that really prized position, of that middle order. And yep. he's come in, Shafane Rutherford, in two of their games where they've been really under pressure. But he's the one who's he's come through the goods with two half centuries. So, Really hoping for the best with Saint Kitts because they finished last in 2020. Um, you see, Barbados are inconsistent. Trinbago Night Riders—they were undefeated last year, mm. but they've lost two of their first three games. Yep. Saint Lucia—they're yep. okay. you know they've won one, lost one. So already we're seeing a very um, tight, competitive, unpredictable competition. Um, what do you what do you think? Have you watched a lot of it so far? I mean, it's a terrible time for us. There's there's games. The later games of the day starts 9 a.m. Sydney time, which is yep. good. But the other one starts about midnight. Uh, but I think the Caribbean Premier League got crowds back. The commentators are in a party mood.
0: Yeah, I've watched, I watched a good couple of games. Think. I watched the game where uh, Rutherford and Wayne Bravo stitched that partnership together after... Um, uh, Same kids were four for thirty nine. I think that was the second yeah, game that of was, the CPL. That I think that was a brilliant game of the CPL was, on the first day. Yeah, you're right. Yep. It was brilliant watching Green Bravo after so many years still doing mm. the job for his team. And um, you know there were ballers like Mohammad Amir, Jason Older in the other side, O'Shea, Thomas, Kyle, Myers. You know, good names. Tisara mm. Pereira. So um, to, for them to That's do right. that partnership, I think that that proved to be the real um, game changer, obviously. And again, Shea Hope. Um, Scored a quick fire for, not quick fire, but, you know, 44 from... Uh, there's no quick fire, was, there's no quick yeah. fire Shea Hope
1: innings, is there? Oh, it's not <laughs> to say he's a bad player, it's not to yeah. say he's a bad player. I like him, I think he's a good player, but... Yeah,
0: yeah but I, I, I do hope to catch more of um, CPL in the coming days. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, because I think the timing is just off right now.
1: You see Andre Russell? Oh, yeah. 14, 14 yeah. fifty. it's just yeah. what he can do.
0: Absolutely, and that's why the the especially the West Indies players and the Indian players going into that T20 World Cup are going to be you know um, ready for the T20 format, yeah. having played IPL and CPL together. You know, um, even some players from other countries will be in you know red mm-hmm. hot form. Will have played the format, so it will be a really good good tournament as well.
1: Yeah, I think all of those six teams on their day in the TPL could do some damage um, in the tournament, including Guyana Amazon Warriors, who've been in the final, I think, five times before they've lost them all. They still look a good side, even though they've lost... Uh, I think they've lost two. They've lost two games. They've lost twice to St. Kitts already. And, um, yeah, you know, Jamaica with with the likes of Andre Russell in that sort yeah. of form, and um, St. Kitts has mentioned playing very, very well. Barbados, they... They've been struggling. Last season, they only won three games out of uh, 10. Mm. This season, they lost their first two games, but they won against Jamaica, which was good. So, And even Barbados have got some good players in their side. Yeah. So there's a lot of talent in this, and Trinbago had it very easy last season, but I don't think they'll have it very easy this year as the results are showing already. So it's one to keep an eye at the CPO. It's a short, sharp tournament, but there could be a lot of unpredictable results in it. That's what makes it very exciting to finish off this podcast episode um, just saw some news coming through this afternoon that Justin Langer had one-on-one discussions with a lot of the players I think I think something like this is long overdue because um, I was saying last week articles are coming out more and more and more in the media and I said there's, more, mad- there's more articles than Australia playing test matches this year <laughs> oh, oh my gosh <laughs> sorry how sad is that sorry I had to go there <laughs> oh no you're right but you know you're spitting facts but,
0: um yeah and, and you know w- what do you make of it as, a, as an australian fan i think yeah well, having having saying. australian t- test team and the australian coach so much in the news um in the recent times is yeah. is it going to affect the australian psyche uh, you know player psyche to some extent going into that t20 world cup
1: i think it's already affected you know why Because communication between the players, Alanga, and CA is so poor that players feel they've got to go out to the media and leak information to them because they don't feel heard. Mm. As I said last week, I don't like players leaking information to the media. But that stems from very poor communication from within because if you've got all your issues sorted in-house, then why would you need to go to the media? What for? And now it's having the one-on-one discussion that they should have had after that India series. You know, it seemed that they had a few problems, and that Langer's coaching style was a real problem. Yeah, they need to get, they need to be, they need to be men and talk about it. One-on-one discussions or team discussions, whatever you're feeling, don't don't bottle it up Mm. because when you bottle it up, that's when it just continues to get worse and worse and worse. Do you still think Justin Langer is the right man? look, I think he's got a lot to offer. What I, what I did say after the Bangladesh series is that um, I think coaching across all the formats is probably taking a toll on him. Yep. Maybe just drop the T 20, give it to a T 20 specialist focus yep. on the other two formats, particularly the tests and make sure you continue your good relationship with the players. Cause I think overall, Yes, the numbers at times don't look great in terms Mm. of the win-loss ratio, but in terms of the role he's played in just settling things down in Australian cricket after Cape Town and getting us back to some sort of continuity, he's done a good job. And for the most part, it's just making sure that he's enabling his players to perform well, making sure that there's a good enough environment there. Yep. Yep. Feeling comfortable and relaxed because you don't want to go out feeling on edge. Yep. You don't want to go feeling on edge as a, as a batsman or a bowler or whatever. So I think hopefully, you know, we've seen some good news come out this afternoon, that players have had talks because all I'm seeing in the media is just article after article about Langer and that can't be good. Sorted out in-house. There was Before we end off, I just want to say that there was an emergency meeting that was scheduled between, I think it was Finch, Payne, the CEO, uh, Nick Hockley and Justin Langer. I don't know if anyone else is going to be involved in that emergency meeting, but before that emergency meeting took place, Nick came out into the media and said that Justin Langer is fine, we're going to back him. And that is before hearing from the players. It's that sort of communication that you need to make sure that all parties are happy. And to do that, you need to show really good leadership. Um, That's been missing, I think. And that's why things get linked into the media when they shouldn't. So hopefully um, this is sorted. And they yep. can look forward to the T20 World Cup and those Ashes later in the year. Um, Nash, thank you uh, for your time tonight. I'm looking forward to this fourth test. Good luck to you and all India fans. Um, uh, really enjoying uh, our podcast. I just want to say a massive thank you to our listeners. We've had our record month uh, in the last, well, in, in August. Uh, you know, most number of hits downloads. So we're really thankful to our listeners for, for getting on board with us. Um, And yeah, you know, we hope you continue to listen to us. We hope you continue to enjoy this. Um, Yeah. Very grateful. Very grateful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's been a real pleasure to do this podcast. I mean, talking about cricket, it's always lovely. And, you know, we have interviewed some uh, amazing guests and some amazing um, cricket experts, cricket fans. Um, all over the world. We spoke to We Cricket, Dan and Kes from England. We spoke to Daniel Beswick from Emerging Cricket. We spoke to Radha, who is a real advocate for women's sport um, from India. So it's been really lovely. And yeah, thank you. Thank you for the podcast and thank you for being my co-host. And thank you to the listeners as well for um, listening to our podcast
1: next week will be our six month mark. So it's, it's gone so quick, hasn't it? Yep. It has. It's gone it has. so quick. It it's, has. We're having a lot of fun on the way. And um, you know, the good news is that there's always plenty of cricket to cover and there's plenty mm. of cricket to cover in the coming months. So, um, and to any of our listeners, if there's any topic you want to hear about um, any feedback you have for us, please, you know where to contact us at Crickblogpod pod on Twitter and at Instagram, feel free to get in touch. Thanks, Nash. Thanks, listeners. We'll see you next week.